On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Olivia Newton-John and Gene Kelly in Xanadu from 1980. Joining us for discussion will be Christy Lee from Christy Lee Uninterrupted and The Bob and Tom Show. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a bi-weekly movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film from cinema's past, considered but not limited to being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, each episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Episodes available on cultcinemacavalcade.com and iTunes. Like the show on Facebook and follow on Twitter at CC Cavalcade. For questions, suggestions, and all inquiries, contact us via mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 40. This is coming to you from Creative Zombie Studios. This is Brandon. And as always with me, from Fool Country, is your magic co-hoster who suddenly took the fall onto his drum dreams and was suspended in time, dancing all over the world, that whenever you're away from me, I say, don't walk away. I'm alive. You made me love you. Colin. That was so sweet. I have diabetes now. Thank that was you. every song on the soundtrack and the B-sides. <laughs> that was elaborate. Good job. I'm proud of myself. Pat on the back. Today, we're here to discuss the movie those songs are from, the Rastastic musical Xanadu. Cullen, use your muse and tell them what it's about. A beautiful muse is sent up from above to inspire a struggling artist and help motivate him to open a roller disco. Xanadu is directed by Robert Greenwald and stars Olivia Newton-John, Gene Kelly, Michael Beck, and has a cameo from Sandal Bergman. Features the music of Olivia Newton-John and ELO and is the debut of choreographer Kenny Ortega. And coming with us to talk about the awesomeness that is Xanadu, we have... Christy Lee from her podcast, Christy Lee Uninterrupted, and The Bob and Tom Show. Gentlemen, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you for taking time out to come on and watch and talk about Xanadu. I think that I took a hit for this one. I have (laughs) not seen the movie Xanadu until yesterday and today. It was so bad I couldn't even watch it all in one sitting. (laughs) And it's only one hour and 34 minutes or something. I had to literally stop, take a, like a 12-hour break, and then come back to it because it <laughs> it's was... It's a lengthy 90 minutes. It was a rough 90 minutes. And the person I feel the most sorry for is Gene Kelly. Who convinced Gene Kelly to do this movie is should be shot, A. He's probably dead anyway. But the poor man in roller skates? Who puts Gene Kelly in roller skates? Who does that? Hey, octogenarian, put on these roller skates and move around. Oh, my God. He's one of the best dancers in the world. He made some of the best movies in Hollywood in the 40s. And he's doing Xanadu? Come on. He never said anything bad about it. He just said that it was good material that didn't pan out. And that was his dying words. Okay. No, I'm just... (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they were his dying words. 
Yeah. Um, I could do it over again. I wouldn't do Xanadu. The movie was great. I mean, the movie. The music was great because I, I love those ELL song, mm-hmm. ELO songs. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, Olivia Newton-John, she's America's sweetheart. I'm not going to bash her, but you really realize how far we've come in special effects. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. The special effect was glowing. Right. Before we get <laughs> too far into it, do you want to tell us about your podcast oh, that you have? Because yeah, I have our, a podcast. Our listeners, I don't know if we have any crisscrossing on listeners. We are oh, both at Creative Zombies. Yes, we both record here and I don't discuss movies but generally I did have David Anspot and Angelo Pizzo from Hoosiers on the show I think that's the only movie that I really talked about was Hoosiers and Rudy but we do a lot of stuff we try to center every we drop on Tuesdays and every week we usually just have one guest I'd probably say 80% comedians 70% comedians just because I have access to them mm-hmm. but I also like to throw in stuff that I'm interested in you may not be but I like to expose listeners to maybe things that they have not been exposed to like had I not met you I never would have been exposed to Xanadu the movie um, thank you for still talking <laughs> to us she showed up yeah I appreciate it um, I was nervous yeah no I just didn't I enjoy just talking to people and getting their stories and learning new things I think my most current podcast is Dr. Robert Shoemaker who happens to be at the Indianapolis Zoo he's the zoo director and also in charge of the orangutan exhibit. So we talk a lot about orangutans and mm-hmm. what we can do to preserve them because the great apes are sadly going away. And so that was very interesting to me. Hopefully there'll be another few hundred people that find it the same. But I've listened to it. It's a great podcast. Oh, thank I, you. Yeah. You know, you get a real interesting perspective from like the stand-up comedians is always mm-hmm. an interesting thing to see different ones at different places in their careers. And you learn about them, their road, and then you also kind of learn a little bit more about you every time on the oh, episode. Oh, well, thank you. So I try really... not to talk about me, but whatever. But oh, it comes up. They, I they do want. like the I do like interviewing comedians because I think I do it in a lot a very different way. At least that's what I'm told because I do try to get to know them as people mm-hmm. more than them just as comedians. Yeah, so oh, tell yeah. me about the Chuckle Hut. You know, yeah, you know what, you yeah, what about the jukebox? So you always end your bit with this. You know, yeah, it's like no, yeah. it's, I don't want to know all that. But I want to know why. Funny that's where the material comes from too. Yeah. So you yeah. don't really have to ask about their shows, so. right? And that's what I enjoy doing. I I love getting to know. And it seems like, and I'm sure you guys have found this too. You just get going and you look down and spend an hour and you're like, oh my gosh, we've got to stop. I really want to do this again. You know, there's always mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much more to talk about. I've literally, the last couple of podcasts I've done, Burt Kreischer, you just have to say hello and he goes and Brad uh, Williams is the same way. I looked down at my notes. I didn't ask one question that I had already, you know, mm-hmm. written down and I actually do some mm-hmm. kind of prep, <laughs> not much, but some. So that's always a good sign mm-hmm. when you're doing an interview and you never have to look at your questions. Mm-hmm. That's why I look at it. Well, then you also have your special Talking Shit with Brit episodes as oh, well, yeah. which yeah. <laughs> seem to be very popular. Brit is uh, one of a kind. She's a gem, that little that little lass. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to catch you up with her after the holidays because we haven't, I have not seen her since the holiday episode, so I left her drunk on a corner somewhere, so it'll be really <laughs> great. <laughs> it'll be really great to well, find we- out what she's been doing in 2017. Hmm. Have you never left me drunk on a corner, Brandon? I never, I never would, because that corner is on the same street that we. You live guys on. live on the <laughs> same street. We have always, yeah. we've always prided ourselves that we've always lived down the street from one another. It's really unintended, unintentional. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. In in high school, we did, and in college, we did, and now we do. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of creepy. I got to tell you. <laughs> Which is funny because I re- moved recently, and I just kind of moved around the corner. 
And I had to tell my wife, I got to ask Colin if that's okay. <laughs> so how long have you two known each other? Uh, well, we we had our, what was it? We our, celebrated our, 20 years? Yeah, the last, last year. year. Yeah, we, we called it like a 20-year anniversary yeah. tour last year. That's right. So we went well, to... Uh, you, what, you met you when you were five? <laughs> no, no, no. Sure, yes. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> well, we met, if we were sitting, we had a keyboarding class, because it was called keyboarding, which was a special thing. It was advanced keyboarding, was it? We're sure. talking about computer keyboarding, Correct. not... Casio keyboards, correct? Not Casio. No, we weren't making <laughs> no, no, sweet no, 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 no. Yeah. We weren't. We weren't uh, doing Xanadu covers. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It was Hat Day, and he was wearing a Mystery Science Theater three thousand hat, but it said MST three K. So if you're cool, you know what that stood for. And mm-hmm. I knew what that stood. I knew for, what that I, stood for. Good. You go. That means you're yes. cool. Good job. There you go. And I leaned over because he sat across from me, and I was like, "Hey, you into that?" Because I didn't know anyone else into that, and mm-hmm. then it just blossomed. And it, be, it eventually became becomes this if you go through the timeline. That's true. Well, that's eventually cool. Becomes this because that's we just cool. sat watching cruddy movies with each other all the time, and we just like to poke fun and yeah. you know, get through this. That's so. mostly what we do together. That's so. mostly what we do together. So do don't your hang wives out enjoy that? No. no, 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 they don't. That's what we have each. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the first people that have given me gifts for coming on your show. Thank you so much for the Shh, cookies and the t-shirts. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Well, I had I to pay to watch that terrible guests. movie, so I guess it's there a push. There we go. God. Speaking of Xanadu and terrible movie, it created the Razzie Award, which if you're familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, poor Michael Beck. That, okay, so I this have to. This killed him. He was, I know, mm-hmm. I have to tell Not you. Not literally, but. Well, he, that was his second Razzie. He got another one. I mean, he yeah. was so bad, I had to look up Michael Beck because I'm thinking, who is this guy Warriors. who I've never seen him before? Mm-hmm. I've never seen him since. What has he done? And yeah, the it Warriors. Good. It was like his little, he was in the Warriors. And it's like, okay, where's he going to go next? Ooh, movie with the living Newton John. It was in. What was the Warriors? I missed that. Oh, I've never seen the Warriors. No. This, have you ever heard the phrase like, can you dig it? <laughs> Remember that Shaq mm. used to say it back in the 90s? No, sorry. Okay. Well, it's this movie about all these. It's like this kind of like futuristic society where there's all these gangs and mm-hmm. they all dress weird. Like there's like these baseball players. They all wear baseball outfits. And they, I mean, they just all have certain, they all dress alike. And they're, it's about this group that has to, it's basically point A to point B in this amount of time type movie. Mm-hmm. And he's the leader of the gang. That's like the main characters of the movie. It also started James Remar, if you know who he is. No. See, so you okay. guys are a lot more into this <laughs> but, stuff than but I am. It's all these different gangs, and this one gang has to get through all the other enemy territory mm. to get back home. Aha. And there's yeah, the Warriors poor. come out to play. That's another big line from That's it. another big line. Those are the, about the only two things I know from the movie myself, because I haven't yeah. watched it yet. It's a cool movie. It's a it's a cool little Swift uh, B movie, but he was like, even the trailer for Xanadu said, Michael Beck, he thrilled you in the Warriors. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure that, did, but. So that was in 1979. That was a year before... The Xanadu movie. Mm-hmm. Right. His career on Wikipedia, they say it's years active. 1971 <laughs> to 2005. Ooh. But it's like but, short TV roles and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's he got, didn't do much after I was going to say, he's probably been on, a, on Law and Order mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> different characters. Well, it's funny because this was supposed to be the launch of Olivia Newton-John name over the title. And then after this, her name she was over a couple titles, but never by herself. And it's weird that they pick her because she's not the main character of this movie by far. No. No. No, absolutely not. I no. think Gene Kelly might be in the movie more than Yeah, yeah than Gene her. Kelly and Michael Becker like, are in the like movie the more. He's like the third sure. lead in this movie. I think Gene yeah. Kelly is in the movie more than Michael Beck probably. No, Possibly. that's no. not true. I don't know. But yeah, Michael have... Beck won a 
Razzie nomination for Worst Supporting Actor in a movie called Megaforce. Do you know Which that? I, I haven't seen it, but I've seen the poster, and it could <laughs> it, it could fit this show. So if you want to watch it's Megaforce. Hal, it's a Hal Needham movie. Um, but you yeah. guys are something. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Here's something I've okay. always wondered. Why do you think that men and women differ so much on this movie thing? I enjoy going to the movies as much mm-hmm. as the next guy. I probably go to more movies than the average person. I know I do. I go to the mm-hmm. movies all the time. But once I see a movie, it's fine. That was good. I enjoyed it. Da-da-da. Move on. Mm-hmm. Men can remember every word, every line, every actor, every... Oh, you're like my wife. Like you, can't, you can't do bills right, but you can remember this and this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I just don't understand why... It's just a weird phenomenon to me that men's brains are wired mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And why is it? And it's, I know I'm stereotyping and there are plenty mm-hmm. of women who can do this too. But I don't sit around with my girlfriends and recite lines from Rocky Four to them or whatever. <laughs> I'm just using well, it as an example. Well, like a thing, a thing I've heard uh, before. I hate to get like super deep on the Xanadu episode, but I've heard <laughs> that men... Deeper than the movie. That's better than the movie. That's why I'm... Yeah. It's it's sort of this deep psychological thing that because uh, a man cannot bear a child and produce a child, like, you know, yeah. he can only plant. It's kind of like there's a lot of things with weird men fascinations and hobbies and stuff is to, like, compensate for not being able to have bring something like that importance to the world. And that's why we just have all the time for that. Where women, you know, they're... Where you just spew, spew just shit of other people's? Other I stuff. guess. I don't know. <laughs> But I, I've I've heard someone say like that. I'm like okay, maybe, but I just it's something I've always just oh, been passionate about. I like and I've I've pursued you know dreams and stuff in life with it. I don't, I don't know why, but I I'm, I've found skill. Found What's your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time. I always go with Halloween. John Carpenter. Colin. Office Space. Oh, that's a good movie. one. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. I Mine can't. wasn't. Jeez. <laughs> I'm not, Halloween Halloween? No. I'm not a Halloween guy. I'm not a. I'm not a horror Halloween, film. It was really weird in person. It's just that's just not my genre. I don't. I yeah. mean... Well, the, the movie, it's it, like for me, it goes beyond just like the movie itself. It taught me a lot about filmmaking that one. Because oh, like okay. while I was, you know, yeah. we're all bit, both big Star Wars fans. Of course, Star sure. Wars is an influence. We right. love them to death. But like Halloween was the first one where I was like, maybe I could do that. Oh, okay. Maybe I could. And I read about John Carpenter and like their sets and just I started learning about, you know, screenwriting stuff. So that movie taught me more than just enjoying the movie itself. Oh, cool. So there was like a lot of stuff. It taught me about like Italian films and like, you know, cinematography techniques and all sure. this stuff. So there was a lot more that. So it's like a stronghold with me. Maybe if I, it doesn't maybe throw me as much as it maybe used to. I don't know. But there was, it had that impact for oh, me. Oh, that's so, important. Because it was such a ground level, one person doing eight jobs on a film set type thing. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, back in, I think you could do that. You and the coolest really... thing was my Blockbuster video. We remember that. You remember Blockbuster. Of course I remember um, Blockbuster. My Blockbuster video when I lived in Los Angeles was on the same street that they shot the, the final scene in Halloween oh. with the babysitters and then went across the street. So I used mm-hmm. to always just <laughs> drive down there. But there so, back so back to back to Xanadu. Back to Xanadu, which Xanadu. created the Razzies. They came up with it for this movie, which I don't know how you guys feel about the Razzies. I, I get it, but I, I don't think... They're like, they're a little too mean spirited. Like, cause there's a difference between a bad movie and a bad performance. Cause usually they just say, oh, it was a bad movie. You were in it. You get a Razzie. And yeah. it's like, did you really give a bad, like, you can give good performances in bad movies. I don't movies. think sure. oh, absolutely. This, I don't think anyone in this movie gave a bad performance. I think no. they just got offered bad material. Yeah, like they, they did, like Amanda Seyfried was in some movie a couple years ago and she was fine in it. And they give her like a Razzie nomination for 
Because it was a bad movie. And she's yeah. like someone who they could now, put a name on. I believe uh, Halle Berry got one for Catwoman. And she deserved it. Yeah, there one. you go. That oh. was terrible. <laughs> but there can account. be bad performances in good movies, like Halle Berry and Die Another Day. Let's keep picking <laughs> on Halle Berry. Well, I'm generally the person who never, I mean, I always try to see the good. And I know this sounds so, you know, it's easier, milk toast it's, and everything. But I usually don't criticize. And I usually mm-hmm. find something good about most movies. And I never usually walk out. I always give it the time of day. And I... And I don't know if it was just because I had seen last year, I took my daughters, my daughters are big movie girls, and their dad loves the movie Xanadu. And I knew this, and I had somehow escaped years of never Mm -hmm. seeing this movie with him. I don't know how. In fact, he just texted me about that. He goes, I can't believe that you never saw this movie with me. And I knew that was important to him, so I knew the girls had seen it. So I took them to see a play in Chicago in Lincoln Park at a theater company, I'd like to give them a big round of applause because they do an amazing job. It's the American Theater Company, and it's in Chicago in Lincoln Park. It's a small theater. I think there were 75 people in the audience. Mm-hmm. But we went to see Xanadu. Mm-hmm. And my kids were like, I can't believe we're going to see this. This is crazy. What did you drive us all the way up here for? And I go, give it time. You're, you know, the music's good. You know you like the music. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I had never seen the movie. And I'm telling them this. <laughs> I'm telling this going, oh, we're going to have a great time. You know we ended up <laughs> having a blast. The kids loved it. You know, there were 75 people right there. It was They built a roller rink inside this theater. It was all done in roller mm-hmm. skates. And to be honest with you, I didn't know at the time that Xanadu was about a roller disco in the movie. I just <laughs> thought they had adapted this film to a roller rink. I thought that that was oh, yeah. part of <laughs> their the... take on it. Right. Yes. <laughs> I thought this was their quirky little take on this yeah. movie. Yeah. And so we had a great time. So when I was watching the film... And I realized last night when I was laying in bed watching it going, well, I'm certainly an idiot. I had no idea that this was really about a roller disco. Well, it was supposed to be even more roller skate. It was supposed to be a roller skate movie. And then they got word that they were making Roller Boogie. And I think Can't Stop the Music was very roller skate heavy. And they were like, well, we can't be just like the third film doing that. So they started restructuring I, the I film. I wondered about that because, you know, we got done watching Roller Boogies, our last movie, and that is <laughs> wall-to-wall Roller Boogie. Yes, yes. So, like, when I, I saw I don't remember that, that one in, either. It's a Linda Blair movie. I love Linda Blair. I've met her. She's very sweet. But I don't, I don't honestly yeah. remember that. You could probably guess the movie is from the title. You know, Roller yeah. Boogie. Yeah. It's everything you want. I mean, it's called Roller Boogie, and within 15 minutes, you are delivered on Roller and Boogieing. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah, so, so they got word that those were going into production, and they actually stole Olivia Newton-John from Can't Stop the Music, because she mm-hmm. was going to do that, and they brought her over here, and they probably said, hey, your name over the title. Yeah. I, I guess of the two movies, this is probably the better pick. Really? Well, well, the music's better in it, for one. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, so do you guys watch these movies because you want to or because you want to do them on the show? Both. Sometimes these can be fun in groups. Like if you, if you That's watch, true. If, if you, you watch Xanadu in a group, you have a couple of drinks or something yeah. with some people. Yeah. There have yeah. been some movies where it was clear, like if I was in a group, this would be great. I'm by myself. And yeah. It's not. Yeah. I, used to, I used to host parties where we would watch a double feature of bad movies and I incorporated like games and stuff into it, like scene reenactments, oh, things like cool. that. And and people would bring, you know, I made it craft beer friendly. So I was like, bring something, throw it in the fridge. And after that, it's whoever wants what. And then we play these games, have snacks and stuff. And it go to like midnight and people, people are begging me. I haven't had one in years. And they keep begging me to keep having them because I used well, to do them like fun. quarterly, but yeah. I just, 
it's hard life. nowadays. Life. Yeah. Do you have life kids? Podcasts. Do you have kids? I have two kids. Yeah. See, that kills it all. I had. Well, stuff. I did it while I had just one easily, but yeah. yeah. And, and I got a. That was before writing, before podcasting. I was just really <laughs> surprised that. And like I told Brad when he said you have to watch Xanadu, I go, I gotta watch it, you know, right before I come. And I told Brandon this too because my memory's so bad anymore. And I know in 1980, I was trying to think, I was really into roller skating. I grew up, roller skating was huge in my family mm-hmm. because every Friday night, my grade school had skating parties. Every Friday night at Melody Skateland on West Washington Street. It's probably no longer there. I'm sure it's no longer there. But it was a big social activity for us. And we grew up, you know, lower middle class. So we didn't do a lot of stuff. That was a big mm-hmm. deal for us. That was, you know, our social life. My mom was always a, an ice skater. So she was a big on skating, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So I, roller disco, I'm trying to remember back. I mean, we would, by 1980, obviously I'd grown. I was, I was, you know, out of the house. So I don't remember ever going to a roller disco. I can't in the for the life of me. And I was a disco girl. I can remember going mm-hmm. to stoplight and having you, fun. You and practice with the server tray doing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I never got. To, I never had that waitressing thing. I just don't remember roller disco being that popular. Maybe well, here in Central Indiana, yeah. it never really caught on. That's what I wondered when we watched Roller Boogie because yeah. it is stupid big yeah. in that movie, and I just wondered like, the fad was, was it, maybe just too short before it caught on. Maybe, maybe because it seems like you know, like now or even when we were growing up, if you were a teenager, you wouldn't be caught dead doing anything like well, this. Well, when up with us, it was like roller blades. Man, you had to have those. <laughs> that's right. You can play that? hockey on your street if you want. That's right. Maybe if there was like extreme roller boogie, maybe that with a. The oh, yeah. X like three times as big as the rest of the letters. Mountain maybe? Dew and Doritos presents Roller Boogie. <laughs> maybe we'd get into it. According to Wikipedia, the concept originated as a fad in the 1970s when the disco craze was at its height, peaking around 1980. So, see, that's probably why. That's why there were three roller. Yeah, in 1980, movies. that was yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe Xanadu is the reason that she, <laughs> that was, she well, killed Roller Disco. We were talking, Roller Boogie was supposed to have a sequel. The one, but then Disco uh, died and yeah. stuff, and they're like, eh, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Poor little Olivia Newton-John. I just, I, I was just stunned at, I remember when I said to my kids that I had to watch this, and I have teenage girls, you know, now they're, you know, 14 and 18, and I said, paraphrase the movie, what was the best part? And they go, well, we can tell you the worst part. What do you think they thought the worst part of the movie was? Well, of Xanadu? Was it the pick. animated part? When they became Because it has fish. nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. It's very nice animation. It's Don Bluth animation. It, it's and he, ridiculous. He just left Disney. Yeah, yeah. He, and he did, you know, American Tale, and he did The, yeah. the Secret yeah. of yeah. Nim. Nim. So it's very well animated. However, it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Nothing. It's like, all right, they're in Fern Her dad going, is Zeus. So Zeus wasn't, you know, he, he didn't, it wasn't God of the Sea. So I don't know why they were in the ocean. Well, do you know what happened? <laughs> what? They they finished the movie and added a song to the soundtrack and they thought it'd be cheaper to just animate it rather than go back and do a reshoot. Is that wow. why that's in there? I wondered about that. That had to be. Because I was like, what the? This makes no sense. it seems really out of place. Yes. 
I just wonder, yeah. like, what was the movie moving too fast? And like, hey, hang on, gang, let's yeah, slow this, this down. Yeah, this whole 93 minutes of fun, we got it. <laughs> How do you know so much about this? This is starting to scare I do, me I don't, a little. I, don't call, I prepare. Okay. I do research. I watched a documentary on making of Xanadu. Oh, my God. I, uh, I do, <laughs> I do my research. Do your head? I, I come prepared. <laughs> I come prepared. He doesn't want to look like a rube. He's got a he's he's you know wow. he's a co-host. He's got to be prepared for the next week. I might be the most knowledgeable Xanadu person <laughs> in the United States. And just, I bet you are. Right, and then you just put that stuff in the recycle bin in your head, and it's It'll gone. Be gone. And make room for more garbage. I think the most. I'm sitting here in stunned silence because you actually said. You watched a documentary about the making of Xanadu, like someone well, made a documentary about Xanadu. Well, it was on my it was on my Blu-ray for it. Yeah. So oh, I was, well, okay. and it's, it, it's fascinating because this was such a bomb. Well, I think it actually maybe broke even. I think, but you no, know, it bombed. It, the, the soundtrack sold like gangbusters. Yeah, there were the a lot of oh, yeah, like yeah, top ten hits, like top ten not, hits like, album, yeah, domestically and around the world. It's big on yacht it's, rock it's, radio now. Those songs, yeah. But it, it's what's it's fascinating because there's so many big names attached to this, and it just took a shit the bed. Well, and they they had promotional things for it, like on TV, mm-hmm. like big specials, and they were like blowing it out of the water, like oh, Xander's gonna be the biggest thing, and. Look at that like logo too. Like if I see that logo, I think I'm watching like this ultimate like fantasy movie. I think I'm watching something like Flash Gordon. That's what yes. it looks like. Flash yes. Gordon or yeah. Absolutely. Is, yeah. But Ugh. and the costuming. Who oh my god, those outfits that Olivia Newton John is wearing are I'll tell you pathetic. What. It's like a like a uh, It's like a peasant dress. <laughs> if you can imagine, if you've not seen Xanadu, let me save you. It's like a peasant top with this pulled over the shoulder, so, you know, and then she has on this flowing skirt with leg warmers. This this movie made leg warmers take off. They weren't popular till really? Xanadu. Really? It I was, thought Jane Fonda made leg warmers they had, popular. She took them from the, when they did the workout videos. They were talking about in the documentary I watched that <laughs> there was a wild choice on the set. They had this costume director that's like just... This, this, and this. Go! Oh, it's and she awful. decided to put leg warmers well, I, on. I can everybody. see that. Like this, did a line of coke and said, "Fuck it, put the leg warmers on here." Oh let's my God. go! Let's go! Let's go! And well, now somebody's looking back at that, going, "Why did we do mm-hmm. that?" <laughs> but before we get too far away from the soundtrack, I got I got a little aside of my personal note. I yes. used to have the I used to have this joke I would play when I went to a, like a restaurant or something, and it would have a jukebox, mm-hmm. and it ended. Was Xanadu, but I'll tell you what, my most famous story is there was a Pizza Hut in college that me and my friends went to. They had a jukebox and they had Cisco Thong Song on there. <laughs> and what I would do on these jukeboxes is I usually find the most annoying or worst song and sure. I'll put like five bucks in and keep picking the song. Oh. So I once at Pizza Hut heard Thong Song 10 times and then the thing automatically shut off before it played all my Thong Songs. Oh. I went. I was in when I was living in Los Angeles. I went to eat at this place called the 101 Cafe, which has the best grilled cheese. It must in the be world. on the 101. It's on the 101. Okay. It was right by. <laughs> I, I used to live right by um, that. I used to walk down there, and uh-huh. I noticed one day they had Xanadu, the soundtrack in there, and I was like, "Theme song from Xanadu, do do do, five bucks." Not only did it only play once on my five dollars. But the whole place got up like it was a musical singing it and like oh. loving it. I was like, well, this was not supposed to happen. No. This was not supposed to happen. And that ended my little, it was, I guess, People the People got up end. and sang the song? Oh, no. It was, it was this one section of like three tables. It wasn't like the whole place okay. got up. But more people than I expected got sure. up and enjoyed the hell out of it. And I was like, 
Oh man, it's because Xanadu. Long like, time. It's a it's a fun song. So I mean, it's not as good as like a lot of the other. ELO I expected songs to hear it five times and start seeing people complain, which I apparently would have gotten joy out of yeah. from those days in, <laughs> in my twenties. But backfired. Can we talk about the scene where? I guess we'd call it a pretty woman scene where they make over Gene Kelly. Can we talk about oh, that? Where oh, they that one. Dress him up in those yeah, stupid they, is outfits. Is that when they play because, Around know, the World? Or the, yeah, I, the, yeah, like yeah. it's you know, the day before. I, I like the song. I like the song. You know, they got yeah. like, hey, yeah. we got to get you some new threads because right. we're going to open Xanadu. He's like, okay, great, let's you go. You need some sparkle. Yeah, exactly. So that they, they go there and then, of course, <laughs> the mannequins no, activate. No, because, the whole time when they're up there, you're like, those aren't mannequins. They're going to start dancing. Uh, they're going to start oh, dancing. They're going to start. There they go. When he came through the woman's legs and yeah, yeah, Gene Kelly comes out like wearing the Hawaiian shirt. Huge, like it looked like a huge tarp of this woman and her legs spread, and here comes Gene Kelly out of it. I go, this is not happening. Oh my! Gene Kelly's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a professional. I'm a professional. This is what they hired me to do. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna dance my ass off. And they're supposed to be getting him flashy clothes to start the nightclub. And what he ends up wearing there is like, oh, that's, he wears a tuxedo. Fine. Yeah, like you would, like because it well, makes no, sense. No, he showed up at the beach in something else though. No, but he shows up at the Xanadu Grand Opening in, in a, a tuxedo tux, because right. he shows Black up at the tuxedo. beach in something, like, and he's like, well, well, look at my flash. Yeah. And it's like, you look, you look like you did when you were playing the clarinet. Sadly, exactly. On the beach. Yeah, like when he's when he, he's dancing around, he wears like a zoot suit at one point, and he's wearing all this. Preposterous! He was dressed like a a tassly cowboy. Oh, that was point. ridiculous. That was yes. terrible. And for whatever reason, were these characters in this scene that inspiration for like the bad guys from Final Fight? Because it looks like <laughs> it's just a slew of video game characters throwing clothes on Gene Kelly. Like, all right, I look like an asshole, but he dances and he dances really well. I was like, sure, like that and the song All Over the World. Part of it, the rest of it's that scene. The, the, yeah. Gene, the, the Gene Kelly, he gives it his all. He's he's all in with this. Oh, he's I fine. know. He's, he's I, enjoyable. Oh, he's God, lovable. Love he's the Gene Kelly you always yes. love. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? He does. You know, while this is the bad bad outing for his final feature film, there's the scene where he's in his house and him and Olivia Newton John have that we're we're ghosts and now right. we're not ghosts and yeah. we're dancing in that mm-hmm. room together. Yeah. That scene wasn't in the original cut of the film. He didn't want to dance or have a, a big dance number in the movie at all or singing. Why? And he just didn't want to. That's so and then they begged him for a reshoot to add something because test audiences wanted that. And he's like, me and Olivia and John, and he goes, okay, I'll do it, but I'm choreographing the scene. Hmm. The only people allowed in the set are me, Olivia Newton-John, the dance choreographer, the director of photography, and the camera operator. The director was not there. Wow. And so they that little group filmed that scene, and there's a distinct difference in how that scene feels and it looks. Feels it grander. feels classic. Yeah. yeah. It feels Exa- real. And because my one thing with this, maybe there's a good movie inside of Xanadu, but they did not know how to shoot this damn thing. Because there are scenes with Olivia Newton-John singing in the bottom corner of the screen with her back to oh, the camera yeah. while you're watching some uninteresting people like grind or something. But this scene... It's classical. The camera knows how to move. And the cameraman said that him and Gene Kelly stayed friends for like till his death. And he mm-hmm. would give him assistance on other projects on how to move camera. You know, it's really funny that you would bring this up because I did not see the documentary and I didn't know anything about it. But I was going to bring that up. 
I was going to say, the one part of the movie mm-hmm. I really enjoyed seemed like one of the old 40s movies that mm-hmm. Gene Kelly did, Singing in the Rain, or it had that yeah. feel and that, you know, class, and mm-hmm. it was so beautifully shot, you know, that that whole set was beautiful. Right. That well, that's what home. this movie was supposed to be, like a cross between those big classic musicals and like, you know, modern movies. That's what mm-hmm. it was supposed to be, and... Kind That's what at, La La Land's supposed to be. Have you seen La La Land? I haven't La La Land's great. I, that was my favorite film I last think, year. I think La La Land will be this generation's Singing in the Rain. I or think something. it will. Yeah. Yeah. I think it will become a classical musical. It'll get people to be okay with musicals again. Hopefully. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I hope so, because I've always been a fan of musicals. But uh, that, that cross of generations that I was mentioning, they actually mm-hmm. like physically like show that actually happening in yeah. this movie. And that was the one thing, that was Kenny Ortega's where he was in full control because Kenny Ortega, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Oh yeah. Yeah. He became, he's this huge choreographer. Mm-hmm. He like, he did like Michael Jackson's, this is it was one mm-hmm. of his big things mm-hmm. in the end, but he, he did, also um, directed a ton of movies. And like most recently he did all the choreography for the, um, high school, high school music. musical. High school yeah, musical. yeah. He directed, yeah. he directed all, all of them. I didn't think the dancing was bad. Oh no. The, the choreography. They didn't know how to film it. They did. I think, I think after seeing the play and then seeing the movie, I mean, there's just a way you could have done that without all that crappy animation-y stuff. They didn't need that. They <laughs> right. didn't need yeah. it. And I'm not even talking about the end of the water scene. I'm, I'm yeah. talking about the stupid, you know, disappearing and appearing and... The, you, you, you know, were like, I'm light, and now I'm not yeah, light. Yeah, it, it was like, what are you trying to be? Are you trying to be a sci-fi film? Are you trying to be a... Yeah, it, it's it too much. Weird. It's too many things Well, they didn't know what they were doing because there was no completed script. They got there with a fourth draft that, that wasn't complete, and they kind of just ran with it. And stuff. you can tell. I think oh, no, that's no, exactly it's obvious. what you There's right. so many ideas here. I think it all just looks like this thing that was just thrown together. It's and, like, well, she's a, she's a muse and Zeus, and then yeah. he's doing this record thing. He wants to be a painter. Yeah, he wants to be a painter. She, she's a so muse. So open a disco. Yeah, that is a... Yeah, that makes no which sense. Which is funny because she's such a great muse that if she's some godlike presence, that she should know that that business is going to go into, come into some real trouble in about three years. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're going to have to pivot hard. <laughs> no Probably shit. become like a like a honky-tonk bar or <laughs> oh, something yeah. while they're remodeling. Into, yeah. And they have this huge space. Yeah. Well, it's enormous. The Pan Pacific Auditorium, that, the Art Deco gone on that now, yeah. is gone. Yeah. But it's at Disney World. Oh, okay. It's, oh, yeah? it, it's at the entrance to one of the... Is, I think it's uh, the, the... Probably the what, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Make more okay. sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Yeah. They use yeah, that. Yeah, I know what you're... Yeah. yeah, they use that at the... Yeah, like at the, the, the their replica, entrance. When, when you first come in, it, yeah. there's the big replica of it mm-hmm. as you... Yeah, as you come yeah, in the turnstiles at yeah. Hollywood right. Studios. All yeah. Right. Yeah, I completely forgot no, about what, what that. Did you think and the of- other thing good that came out of that movie was, the, was the, well, and I would love to talk to these guys now, or the tubes. I wonder what they're thinking. Because the, that band, I mean, I love the tubes. They I won't. Love, they, they're on the documentary. They won't. They won't play that song from the movie. Thank God. Which, which they, one from they, the tubes? They, dancing. They were dancing. in the, the merging okay. scene. They were the. They it's were the eighties. They gotta have yeah. orange yeah. jumpsuits. That was them. Yeah. Nine yeah. piece band. But, right. Yeah. They, yeah, they they said they 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 get requested all the time. They won't well, play good, it. It's good. Not very, it's not a very good song. Not our no. proudest moment. No. And I don't want uh, them uh, to like, be remembered for that. Like, no, no, no. Bandstands went out with running boards over there. A great rock and roll band. This is the '80s. Real smooth dancers, wild trombone. The band decked out in tuxedos. 
Six guys wearing electric orange. Synthesizer, heavy percussion, electric guitar. Lots of glamour. Everybody dressed in elegance and style. When, when the, the bandstand and when the rock band cross over, that part's not bad. No. But before that, it's, ugh. It's a, it's a crap song with a boring song. And then it's like, oh, you've, you've taken two turds and then you've made, <laughs> I a, did like you how made the, a unicorn. Congratulations. I, I did. When they were merging the stages, I was like, how's that going to work? And then they did. It, I was like, oh, I guess it did. But it looked <laughs> yeah. like it was going to block people from it, view. It, it, and then it didn't. It's it. So it was, yeah. It was so nice. Was Matt Latanzi in that? Because it says they she met, met on, on the they set. They met on the set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's Sandhall Bergman, who was in the Conan, uh-huh. the Barbarian, the love interest in the first right. one. She was one of the muses at the beginning that was skating around. Oh. Mm-hmm. It also says here, and this is on Wikipedia, I have to tell you, I'm not. this is not in my You're brain. You're not a Xanadu expert. No. Like Joe Mantegna was in the film's cast, but his scenes were deleted. Oh. Yeah. Boy, he's a. I bet he's going, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to believe that this Michael Beck, who plays Sonny, is 67 now. When I saw that, I go, you were, he was born in 49. Raking in that Xanadu cash. Uh, <laughs> That's what he's doing. Yeah. I doubt. He yeah. gets $5 checks from the Warriors and $0.04 checks from Xanadu every month. <laughs> Only got a few dollars from me out of this, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, they, they, he wasn't their first choice. They apparently went through like John Travolta, Mel Gibson, and Andy Gibb. Yeah. Really? I, think I don't think it, Travolta fits, but Andy Gibb would have been interesting. Andy Gibb would have been good. I don't Andy, know well, he would have been all right. He didn't Mel die Gibson before they started shooting, did they? He didn't I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. I have a confession to make. Um, I thought, like, I, I've enjoyed the uh, the, uh, the songs Xanadu, mm-hmm. and I thought they uh, they made this movie because of the song Xanadu. <laughs> yeah, you too. I yeah. did too. Yeah. I, I really I did. I thought that that's why they made the movie as well. I, I got to yeah, tell you, I didn't like because that happens with some sure. yeah, with, no, 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 with like, rhinestone coming out happen. of one little idea that just it's like wait maybe we don't have enough but we're already in the middle of production yeah. to realize it. So and I, and I further thought that during the all over the world scene because that song does not match that scene. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I thought like oh they just took some ELO music and just punched it in here and when I learned like no no they wrote it for this movie. He's like, what the fuck? It was tailored to your movie. How could you right. not incorporate it correctly? Uh, right. I kind of like the music, and there's stuff I'm kind of like, eh. But I think the music is pretty strong. Because every time a song plays, I'm usually not as hateful or like bored. But yeah. it's more the I, song than what they're doing. There is one song moment, and it's toward the end. It's that little solo. Well, they're... Olivia Newton-Johns are all solo, but the one she sings up in 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 disco Nirvana—that's what I'm going to call it. It's not. I don't know. Terrible. Well, it's terrible because it's her standing there singing. That's all they do with it. It's just it's just one shot, which could be cool if she's moving around and doing stuff. But it's just and more effects or something. Fast forward. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about it too. It was like, yeah. no, no, I gotta, no, I gotta watch I got, all I'm of this. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm not gonna lie. I fast forward. That was that like, part. what are they? Are they, are they gonna go anywhere? Oh, 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 a medium shot. Oh, wow, exciting. Yeah. Like, oh, back to. Okay, we're back. So, what would you have done to make this film work? You think? Is there a way we could have made Finished that work? Finished the script before going into production. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. Um, I would have got. Better director and DP because I think there's something that you could salvage this movie if it's fun, better to look at. Mm-hmm. For one, that's. Because so, I'm watching that final scene, I'm like, okay, this is kind of more of what I expected and wanted this movie to be, 
But it's still not good because I don't like what I'm looking at too much. Too much stuff. I think yeah. there was too much in that final scene. You've got it's almost yeah. like they threw everybody in and said, well, Here right, we go. I'll tell you the one moment where the final scene that I was when they're starting it all like to do, and then when Olivia Newton John walks up, I'm like, wow, because she looks. She looked yeah, good yeah. there because she wasn't right wearing there. that stupid outfit. Well, she's, she's, we- she's wearing... I was just like, yeah, holy cow, wasn't. this is one of the most like beautiful women you yeah. could ever look at. Right. right there, I'm like, this... And she's been in the whole movie, and she's been like, yeah. oh, she's cute. And then when she stands up with her feathered uh-huh. little hair, and I'm just like... Mm-hmm. And then they, they negate it by going to the end of that song where she comes up in that ridiculous costume with a look on her face like, yeah, Oh, yeah. And then immediately is zapped back into that skate outfit. Oh, you mean where she's dressed like Emperor Ming from Flash Gordon? Exactly, yeah. yeah. She has this look on her face like, I know, I know. I know but don't, bad. just hold on. I'm going to be back in skates in two seconds. <laughs> but that whole scene was madness. I, I watched that scene and then I stopped it and I went upstairs and I grabbed my wife and I said, you have to see this. Help me make sense of this. Because the last scene is 15 fucking minutes. I know. It's, it's forever. Because it, it goes from, you know, Bobby, you know, the main... Who is Bob? No, it's Sonny. 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 There's Sonny and Danny, which is the weirdest thing to keep yeah. track of. Because yeah. it's like, couldn't it be like Rob and Danny or like yeah, something? Yeah. Yeah. So Sonny, our main character, he finds a way to get into disco Nirvana or whatever and pull it out like, I love you. Okay, great. And then it comes out and all this... You know, all the right. clapping happens. And then it's like, all right, stop the plot. We're just going to perform for 15 minutes. We're going to sing oh, it's and opening night. And, yeah. and who, who works there and who doesn't? That's what right. I thought. Yes. <laughs> Where are any of the customers? Right, everybody's... Because the customers did not come dressed alike. There's no. no room for the customers. <laughs> it's an enormous roller rink full of employees. It's Do you get movie. like a drink and you're like, oh, shh, they're coming, they're doing laps. <laughs> they're doing laps. Even if you were a customer, where would you stand? I there's know. no room for you. No. Nope. There's, a, there's a fucking trapeze act going on. <laughs> what if you don't know the moves? Like, do you have to you know sit shit. out to you're like, okay, I... Chicken dance. I know this one. I'm coming out. I'm coming out, guys. Well, it looked like there was one area where there was like like an island where the people that weren't skating could like recover and let, you know, like you expected like EMTs to come out with a blanket over them. Like, thank you. I'm in shock from all of the... From from all the Xanadu, I can't take it. How about that sweet Xanadu jacket, jacket that Michael the, Beck had? Oh, I'm yes. like, he still wears that. Yeah, yeah that was, he still has that. He goes to like Xanadu it. conventions. Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh shit. There's there's a woman hanging from the ceiling. There's a woman where she's got the rope around her <laughs> neck and spinning in the air. And I just thought, okay, earlier in this movie, you've got Sonny saying it needs to be a rock place, and then you've got Danny saying it needs to be a big band right. place. So it's like Sonny won. Mostly. But it wasn't Mostly. rock. But, but it's, no, it wasn't it's, rock. It, it was like, wasn't either one of those places. It's a disco. It was a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, let's make it a disco. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. It was just a clusterfuck. It was just like whatever, <laughs> like, whatever we can find off the street, let's clean it up. Let's put it in here. Let's and it's skate around it. And, and we'll paint people that look like lions at one point. And <laughs> what? And then... Yeah. Have them slide through legs, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. Wh- oh my god. Like, how many different bands or bands groups took place on that? I guess you call it the center stage, I one guess. of the stages. Yeah. And <laughs> does does Olivia Newton John? I mean, I know she's a muse. Does she? Nobody just, like, knew she was coming though. That's the thing. They did not rehearse that with her there. No. Exactly. What Zeus was, they, was like, all right, you can go back. You can go what back. Were they, yeah. What were they going to do if she didn't show up? 
what was that night going to be? <laughs> was it going to be a look at the trapeze? Maybe a lot a, of background singers. She mused, she mused everybody to, to Oh, come yeah, together. that's probably and, it. And who was the... What, what goddess was the woman's voice? Did we just call her mom? Is that no, what? That, that's it's probably Zeus's Hera. mom. Hera? It's Zeus's wife. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Hera is yeah, Zeus's how, wife. Which wife? I thought he, her name he began with an M. He did a lot of people, though. Well, so, I, I, I think Hera was the main one. Okay. He was his Saturday, Saturday night thing, I believe. Okay, okay, okay. In the play that I saw... The muses all spoke and talked and danced. and, and <laughs> they had, had a role. They had a role. Yeah. They were trying to talk her and, you know, you can't stay. They did the role more than the Zeus character. They were actually physically there going, you know, you can't fall in love with this man. We are muses. We're not allowed to fall in love with humans. They had and, time to finish a script before doing a production. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. it was more of a, it was more of these sisters taking care of their little sister, trying to, you know, protect her from... This human boy. The that mural sounds that more was interesting immediately. The mural it was totally. The, gra- I thought yeah. it was great. The mural that was painted by Sonny, mm-hmm. yeah. which they don't tell us in the movie, but we're supposed to figure out because he, he talks about the van. He it, painted that mural where they're all in it. Yeah, it's, yeah, because I we're supposed to know that. We're supposed, we to, know supposed that to know that because when that guy he goes up to that van and the guy's like, "You did that sweet thing on that van," and we're supposed to be like, "Oh yeah," so he probably painted that mural. There's no way to know that. I had no there idea until none. just there now you told none. me. There is none. But How we're did you know that? Because I would read up on like drafts of the script and stuff. And there was so supposed he to actually be painted that mural. That yeah, mural. the thing where the muses come to life papers, at the beginning right. of the movie. His papers float by it and then they come to life. Well, I knew that the papers float, float by right. and they come to life, but I had no idea it was because he painted the mural. Yeah, I thought it was just because... I thought it was, oh, just, a, I thought it was, it like, was a oh, dream. He well, threw his dream out the window and their muses well, yeah, and Yeah, like, like an artist is giving up and right. so we need mm-hmm. to activate and help exactly. him. Speaking of throwing dreams out the window, this movie really wants people to do that because we first... you remember the Simpson, the boss at the record oh, store? Oh, yes. Where he's like, I was an artist. I gave it up. Now yep. I got money. And then he goes immediately to seeing Gene Kelly. He's like, yeah, I was in a band, but I went I, to construction. construction. And Look, I'm I in a mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, You're right. And, and thanks, movie. And I guess. Sonny stops being an artist and opens a club. Yeah. And maybe he pr- did assume, well. I don't know. We, we assume he's successful and gets the girl. He's got a few years in him yeah. where he can actually make some money. Right. Right. After that, he's going to go back to Mr. Simpson and paint You're album right. covers. It does. It tells you not to do it. And I'm like, wow, okay. But so, the whole purpose of the movie was because he gave up his dream. They're supposed to bring its dream back. It's so weird, which oh the guy was See, muse. even worse than well, I thought. It's funny, short-term clubs, that's all the muse is good for because apparently Danny had a muse yes. to tell him to give it, open a club, Same which girl. closed after Same a short girl. time. Same girl. She but, gets and, around. And like, you know what you yeah. know would be a good idea? Disco. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Disco. Around. Disco. Wow. Yeah, and, and by the way, Danny does not recognize her. She looks exactly the same as the muse that inspired him in the 40s. Right. Doesn't and Sonny didn't recognize her either. When he looked at the album, he goes, well, she looks kind of familiar, but yeah. it's like, she looks he, exactly the same. <laughs> he also dances with her in this movie, and he's still... Mm-hmm. God! Which, I don't understand how painting big versions of album, album covers is, A, not that bad, but also, how come you can't do your own thing when you get home? I, yeah, I, well, like that yeah, sounds I, like the perfect thing to do to make money while you're trying to be yeah. a painter, which but, we are assuming he's he the, is. He's the fastest one. That's why he wants. That's why Simpson, the boss, wants him to be there. <laughs> Tuesday, so, Wednesday. That's right. That's right. So we can just go there and just you know blast it out and like go home and then pursue you know his actual dreams. Instead, once he goes back to painting these things for Simpson, the album covers, the album covers yeah. and then he meets Gene Kelly and I'm going to make that do happen. Then he quits is like isn't the whole reason you went back there is because you needed money to live? Is Gene Kelly like paying? I'm sure Gene Kelly could give him a check every week cuz I mean, look at the house. 
Yeah, I, well, also in the... I keep going back to this play because it's more, it's more interesting. It's a better thing. It's yeah. much more interesting. In the play, Danny is a ghost as well. So he's not real. Oh. So at hmm. the... I mean, he comes in and out... But once the club gets started and he do you, fulfills his Do you his know he's dream, a ghost or is it till the Yeah, end? you kind of know he's a ghost. Yeah. Okay. And so, so then... Actually so, sad, but you know. Yeah, but you know he's mm-hmm. not... Yeah, he's more of a, a, a ghost. Yeah, he's a ghost. And so at the end, when the club is successful and she comes back, Danny knows it's her in the play yeah. as well mm-hmm. and has to give her up basically to Sonny. And then, you know, he... Because he's a ghost, he kind of goes away. Well, yeah, because he, he, com- he completes his... Um, complete. What do, you, what do you call it? Like, you know, like ghosts, like they can't go to the next level until they complete whatever they have to do on Earth. That's yeah, what he did. Yeah, they didn't finish. He did not finish his time business. on Earth. Un- yes. Yeah. So he I, had to finish. I can't finish. think of two words. Right. <laughs> so in real, in the in the play that I saw, you know, Danny wasn't a, a live character. He was just a, a ghost that presented himself to Sonny, actually. So it was a lot Ghosts different. Ghosts and muses. Yes. Hmm. But it was more interesting. It oh, made yeah. more sense. Right. And I'm not so sure in Xanadu, the mo- well, no, Danny was, I guess he never present, because he's always a, a presence. He's never. No, Danny's like a real person. person. No, he's a real right. person in the movie. Yeah, he's he not a ghost is. in the movie. He Cause, dances cause otherwise, ghosts, like, but. Yeah, because otherwise, how does he have the house still? Right. In, in all he's got right. the house, he plays the clarinet, but yeah, in beach, the movie, he, he talks yeah. to construction workers. Yeah. He has champagne the pl- with them. Yeah, like, We're just in the play, it was dude. different because they didn't have sets. You know, they just had the, so he would mm-hmm. just, he just showed up okay. mysteriously in the. Does he tap dance and roller skates as well? And he's a great dancer, and yeah. the gentleman that played that role, and he was a, he played the clarinet. He was he was probably one of the best people in the play. He was really mm-hmm. great. Well, you know, he's one of the best characters in the movie. Well, out yeah, obviously. Do you think it went something Sandy. like this? Like, mom, yeah, yeah. Are you sitting down? What? I got Danny and Xanadu. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only good part. Oh my gosh! Wait. <laughs> Well, I, oh, I don't know about that, but I was thinking the movie when right. Sonny calls his wife in real life and says, honey, you're not going to believe this. I'm starring in a movie with Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. This is going to be it. And then it's yeah. like, oh, dude. It's like, well, what's it about? Well, she's a muse and we roller skate in a disco. Like, we're divorced. Okay. I, I understand. Uh, Good night. No, actually, he's actually still married. been married 30 years, which I was shocked by. In the Hollywood, marriages never last. No. But yeah. It just amazes me that this movie has... Gene Kelly, Olivia Newton-John, and then a guy you never heard of again. I mean, I, I didn't know who he was. He I had was, to look it up. He's one of those fads, like up and coming, that we have those now. But well, I mean, maybe yeah. in social media we can't forget people What's anymore. The, uh, but Taylor Kitsch. Taylor, oh yeah, Taylor <laughs> Kitsch was huge. Who's Taylor for a few Kitsch. Years. Okay, yeah. Taylor right, right, Kitsch right. was like your generic ma- white male action hero guy. He was yeah. on Friday Night he Lights. He kind of looks like he kind of looks like that Franco, James Franco, okay. a little yeah. bit. Yeah, they gave him Friday Night Lights, then they gave him Gambit in the X-Men movies. He was in Battleship. John mm-hmm. Carter, he was in John, John Carter. Carter. Yeah. That was yeah. the big... Yeah. And then, he just kept like pushing him on us, like, we don't care. Yeah, yeah. I saw John Carter. Jai Courtney's Poor one John of those people. Yeah, Jai Courtney's, yeah. Jai Courtney's like the latest guy yeah. where it's like just a generic better. white dude that they put in movies and expect us to just pay tickets for because they're in it. What else? Any, any favorite songs on the soundtrack? Anything by ELO. Yeah, I agree ELO? with yeah. that. A- anything that Olivia I like Suddenly. I like that one. Did you? Yeah, I like Suddenly. Cliff Richard, Cliff Cliff Richard and Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Suddenly. suddenly is the whitest white that ever white. That is the musical equivalent of mayonnaise. Suddenly, the wheels are in motion.
weird. Like, Magic is the biggest hit off this. And I was like, that song? I was like, that's not... That's Magic like, doesn't stand the test of time. All no. the ELO stuff does. The, the ELO stuff is the best stuff. Yeah. The, the I'm one, Alive is a good one. Yeah, the, the one ELO song that's just so-so is the, the one that takes place during the animation scene. Oh, yeah. That's oh, the one Don't that's, Walk yeah. Away. Yeah, that one's yeah. so-so, but it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, everything else, just ugh, whatever. Right. But did you like the music in this better than Roller Boogie? Yes. I, yes. Yep. Well, yeah, I, uh, love, okay. I love ELO. I when I too. When I went on my first date, with my wife, I picked her up and I was listening to ELO. There you go. So yes, oh, so you've I got, like ELO. You're vested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. And I can't comment on Roller Boogie because I don't remember. <laughs> there was Hell on Wheels by Cher. That's about the most memorable song. No, I it. then no. And this is definitely got a better. And Boogie Wonderland from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, 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 any ELO. I should say any ELO song, but most ELO songs are better than Boogie Wonderland. Yeah. Okay. You have to believe we are magic. Now comes the portion in our show where we rate the movie we just watched as we are called Cinema Cavalcade. We keep things nice and culty. Our rating system is stay with your family, which means you pretty much Xana don't the movie. Converted, which means you Xana do recommend it. And then drinking the Kool-Aid, which you Xana love it. So, Christy Lee, how do you rate Xanadu? Stay with your family. This movie sucks. I don't think there's much to say good about it, except for Gene Kelly's dance portion, which we talked about earlier in the show. And uh, that was very short. You have to sit through a lot to get to that. Thank God for fast forward. And then the other highlight would be the soundtrack, which means you don't have to actually watch the movie. You can just buy the soundtrack and get all the great music without seeing all the ridiculous, (laughs) stupid animation and bad acting by Michael Poor Mike. I can't get past this Michael Beck guy. Oh you my need to God. see The Warriors, which isn't good because of him. He's just in it. Yeah. But it's a, it's a cool movie. Yeah. So, no, I can't recommend Xanadu. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But now I you got to listen to the soundtrack with scenes in your head. Yeah, so. I know. Colin, how do you rate Xanadu? Oh, nice. <laughs> well, uh, I agree with uh, Christy on this. Most of the music is really good in it, and Gene Kelly is, is great, especially his dancing. But if you want to watch him dance, Watch any other Gene Kelly movie. Yeah. So much better than other stuff. Like, you know, watch Singing in the Rain, like the best thing he's ever done. One of cinema's best thing it's yeah, ever done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there, there's like a, like kind of like a half nod in this thing when Sonny and Kira are in this warehouse or sound studio or whatever. And there's a part where there's like a rain machine happening. It's like, that, oh, we never talked about that. that no, we terrible. didn't. Yeah. yeah the, the that's whole, a suddenly scene. Yeah. That's a suddenly scene. scene. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I like the song, but that's yeah. just like, like, like what was the movie that was being shot in that studio? Cause there's like a rooftop, a desert Island, <laughs> a, a robot train. <laughs> with it starts out with that rooftop and you think it's going to build and it keeps getting yeah. worse. The sets keep getting cheaper and more awful. <laughs> exactly. He roller skates over water. It's garbage. Uh, so, ah, 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 Xanadu. I will say, if you're curious about the movie, just watch whatever clips online. Don't watch this thing. The last 15 minutes are madness. You're claiming there's highlights. Well, I guess you're right. <laughs> They're really, yeah. Well, the, the highlights are the things that you don't have to watch this movie for. That's what is ridiculous. The good things about it aren't even... They're standalones. They're standalones. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I say yeah, I stay with my family on this one. What about Brandon? How do you rate Xanadu? Well, I Xanadu the soundtrack. I Xana love 
that feathered hair Olivia Newton-John when she comes up. Yeah. But I, I'll, I know Xana don't the movie. Obviously, it's not very good at all. I, it's got a really big following though. It's well, really weird. These people like so love it. So does Tron. So <laughs> maybe the first one. The first, the first one, one. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the second one doesn't have a following. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like this. <laughs> I don't know if people like are genuinely liking it following or like they find a humor in something maybe I'm not finding a humor in and not liking it. There may be some nostalgia there yeah. too or there something. Could be you know, because there is maybe that is some a seven year old saw it specific and didn't care. thing. There are people yeah. that want to like things because other people don't, and that's what Xanadu is. Or like my ex husband. He enjoys it because when he saw it at ten to him it was a big deal, and he enjoyed it. And at ten, and he just never let it go. Really? I don't, I don't get it. But yeah, it killed Michael Beck's career. We said yeah, Michael Beck. Michael it was Gene Beck. Kelly's final film. It didn't kill Olivia Newton-John because the soundtrack was good. And then she had uh, Physical was her next album yeah. that came out right after that, and that was humongous. I was going to say she was but, pretty, so she kept getting worse. But her film career right after was reuniting with John Travolta for Two of a Kind, and pff, gone. Yeah. yeah. So she should have stuck more with singing all music. along anyway. Mm-hmm. Which is what she had to do. I only had to close my eyes, dear, and suddenly I'm where you are. You better never stay, because I'll never be far. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing another Peter Himes film. If you remember, we did End of Days to start the year. This time, it's 1986's Running Scared with Billy Crystal, Gregory Hines, Stephen Bauer, and Jimmy Schmitz. Returning to Cult Cinema Cavalcade for discussion will be our good friend John Stephen Roca, who you can see on Fridays on Collider Movie Talk and also the host of Super Animation Game Time on Geek and Sundry and host of The Cinephiles. This episode has come to an end. Thank you, Christy Lee, for coming on and sitting through Xanadu. Thank you, Jim. Gentlemen, I feel like I'm totally out of my element. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm so glad I got to be a part of your show. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you for coming. I learned a lot about cult films. There you go. Good. I got uh, a list of things to watch now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Those will, some of them will be better than Sanderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where can people find your current stuff? That you uh, ChristyLeeNews.com. That's the easiest place. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. And you're on Twitter. We'll put a link to your handle. Everything's Christy Lee News. Yeah. So there we go. Awesome. All right. We look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer to Running Scared, the trailer that actually trails. Let me tell you something. When you've been cops this long, you are not fit for anything else. We're looking for some new career challenges. Yeah, something with a future. Show me another career they let you shoot people. Give us your money. You're mugging us? I don't believe this. You better believe it or you're dead. Oh, come on. Let us keep the driver's licenses and the snapshots. And our badges. I can't believe that you missed all six shots. What are you talking about? I hit the windshield six times in a row. I'm the one who made him swerve. Oh, you made him swerve? Yes, sir. You always aim low anyway. Oh, good. Nagging me. Now, nagging is good. You owe me 10 bucks and I never said anything. You want it now? Yeah, I want it now. Did I come at a bad time? Follow that car! Oh, now you're gonna criticize my driving? Well, just that you get to do all the dangerous stuff and I get to parallel park.
I love this job. <laughs> listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. You can find more of Cullen's work on the Creative Zombie Studios Network and on Twitter at my name is Cullen. You can find more of Brandon's work at whysoblue.com and on Twitter at BT Peters. Podcast produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon. Narration by Becky. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf found on the freemusicarchive.org network. The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio and no infringement is intended. Please remember to leave us an iTunes rating and review. Join us again in two weeks for the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. What is the... Now I'm turning. This is becoming the Christy Lee podcast. <laughs> it's a crossover episode. What's across? What? Yeah. What's probably the biggest cult film? Cult film of all time? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to. Well, I mean, if That's do you want to go prestige or do you want to go clowny weird? Because well, I mean, I can remember when I was a kid in college. You know, the big cult film was Rocky Horror Picture Show. I that's mean, probably one. That's is that probably top 10. one that's of the top ten? One of the biggest. That's probably one. Probably one of the early. Yeah, but like, if, if you're talking like like weird, like what the f is this? Probably yeah. the room. Probably the room. The room. Troll two. What's the room? The room. Oh man, uh, it's to- Tommy Wiseau. This guy who no one knows what nationality is. He, mm-hmm. We believe he's like from like the like the eastern. He says block. he's from New Orleans. Okay, but he, he talks he, like this. You know, it's, it's weird. <laughs> but he no no one knows how he I got like this that money. Accent that yeah. was great. He made this movie that no one knows what it's about, and. No one knows what the room even stands for, and it's it's, it's basically about betrayal. He likes himself because the character in it thinks he's so great, and everybody tells him how great he is. It's and like a fan fiction what version of, of it. What kind of genre is it? Oh, no, like drama, well, no one knows, but, but drug, like after like, after it took off, he said it was like a dark comedy. No, he's played along. It got popular because he used to. He had this theater. Um, I think it was somewhere around the New Beverly, but. He there was this when I lived there. There was this billboard that said the room, and it was always there. And, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And it was ex- that's expensive. And someone, real and finally, Hell yeah, the, it the trailer got onto YouTube, and my friends like, I found out what the room is, and we're like, what in the world? And I never. It was always sold out on Saturday. He showed every Saturday night. Always sold out. I never got to see it till it came to like DVD, <laughs> and I didn't even live there anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's, and, just, it's it's insane. And then it got popular. There's a movie coming out about making it that James Franco did, mm-hmm. which is I'll based off darned. a book called The Disaster Artist, which one of the co-stars wrote about it, um, which I don't think... The, the movie's called The Masterpiece currently, but don't ex- expect it to change titles probably again. Okay. But it's just so... Cr- it's just, I guess, drama mostly, but everybody's like dubbed really weird, so it looks weird. And If you, then, if you want to know what the movie, the feel of it, if you is, look up the room rooftop scene, oh, yeah. that'll rooftop, give you a yeah. really good feel for what the movie is. It's it's crazy, but that's probably the most known and popular one of modern times. But mm-hmm. something like um, Blade Runner, John Carpenter's The Thing, sure. those bomb but have found huge fan bases and are well Yeah, they're so big now, that they made like right. other movies. But they both were terribly reviewed at the time and have become like, you know, people you top 100 films of all time you'll find it in a lot of people's lists so what's your favorite cult film 
cult film of of Laffy Daffy or just like a seriously good film that nobody appreciated? Both. You can you can seriously good film that no one appreciated would be Blade Runner because it's in probably my top five, and then of the one man of all time, I do. I've always like I've always liked like Troll Two. And there's Miami Connection, which I really like. <laughs> I know you love Miami. I love Miami yeah. Connection. I've never even heard of these movies. We could just wow. be making it up. He has no idea. Yeah, we might. You could <laughs> be making the, the it Zuzu up. The Zuzu Pass on the Blah. That's my favorite. <laughs> I like Taffy Raiders 3000. All right, I'm not stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Taffy Raiders. But I don't. Tell me you it, wouldn't watch that movie. I would. I would do it. I'd I'd do it. Ta- I'd check it out. I, I just find it fascinating that there are so many movies that it's just like music. I mean, think of all the great music that you probably enjoy that I've never heard of, or you right. know what I mean. And and the same with movies, these cult films that started in this under and now with social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Listen, so much part of the different. Problem is now. the modern? It's hard to make a get a modern cult film because. Right. It's everywhere. You know everything. You can look up everything. It's easy to find. Sure. But people make these films knowing, like the Sharknado films. Yes. Yeah. And the Birdemic film. Like, it's like, the reason we like some of these older ones is because someone genuinely tried to make a good movie and just failed really hard. <laughs> and that's that's more enjoyable for me to watch than someone intentionally doing silly stuff and not having To try to get money. a cult status out right, of it. Right, to try to be like that. And it just feels goofy and genuine to me, whereas something that was like someone's heart and soul, like relationships were broken, somebody might have lost an arm on making like deathbed. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the bed that eats people. That's more interesting to me than... And, and finding people, like, we have great, right now, we live in a good era of Blu-ray, where we have, like, these boutique labels that sub-license these crappy films from, like, Warner Brothers, who doesn't want to put it out. But right. they're like, hey, we'll, we'll put it out if you sub-license. And they get people back to, like, honestly talk about their experience. Like, And it's not, like, safe, I need a job in the industry. They're, like, ripping people to shreds on what it was like to work on these. And so it's an f- even more fascinating area for those films. Huh. Because you can have bonus features where people talk these interviews and they br- actually find these stragglers that were in this one movie that got shot in Ohio and played in a couple of theaters but found a cult following. Mm-hmm. What about you, Colin? Uh, I'd say my favorite cult movie that like people like that's like legitimately like really good is probably Evil Dead. I yeah. love Evil Dead. You're single then? Yeah, anytime I would I'd, I'd, I'll put that in. I love that. Is that like a horror film? That is a horror film. You know who Bruce film, Campbell yeah. is? No. Do you know who Sam Raimi is, the Sam director? Raimi? He directed yeah, Spider Man. Yes. Yeah, it was his first yes, 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 like, yeah, was he his made first movie. Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness. Those yeah. were Dark Man. And now there's yeah. Ash vs. the Evil Dead on Stars, which is the not the fourth film, but the follow to the series. The follow to the movies is now a TV series. Yeah. Okay. But I said my favorite, like you said, Laffy Daffy right. one. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to say The so Visitor. Many. Visitor is crazy, yes. The Visitor. The, the Visitor is this movie that was made, and we, we've done it on the show before. I've done this. It is uh, this movie that is an Italian production, I assume? No, it's, it's, it, well, it had an Italian director, but it was an American production. Right, okay. It is this movie that was made in the 70s. It has like Lance Hendrickson in it and two, Glenn Ford. Two washed up drunk directors and John Houston and Sam Peckinpah show up in it. But that's like them in the yeah. 70s. Shirley MacLaine like, is in oh it. Oh my. So there's a lot of yeah. you know, popular people in it. And it was made and just forgotten. And then within the last couple of years, it was like unearthed by the Alamo Drafthouse films. Mm-hmm. And... It's supposed to be an exorcist ripoff, but the way 
it looks like it's about like like aliens, but it's actually like about being possessed and like this battle with like um, Jesus and the devil. Someone saw like too many popular movies at the time, and they tried to cram them. Speaking of Ninja Three: The Domination, sorry, that's oh, yeah. another favorite. Of mine. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is it is the most bizarre. One of the most bizarre movies I've ever seen, and it is, I think when we talked about it, you said that it's the kind of movie that makes your brain hurt, Oh, but like yeah. in a good way where you, right. you're just fascinated uh-huh. that this thing was thing made. Is, we've seen it. We've each seen it more than once because we, we did it because I bought it and I was like, dude, we're watching it. And then we did it for the show and we did it also for your bachelor party. We watched mm-hmm. it at it. Yeah, I watched it like three <laughs> times in a year. Yeah. And, and every time you watch it, it feels like you're unlocking more knowledge and like, you're like, oh, maybe it is. No, you didn't. It's just like you're understanding it's crapping it. Like it feels like there's some big secret to this movie, and you're like, "Oh, it's making." No, it's not. Well, but no, it's not. I'm putting things in my head that ma- are making. But it. once you learn it's an Exorcist ripoff, like right? things start like to click in yeah. your head a lot more. Like the, uh, the main girl in the movie, like she looks like Linda Blair, and I thought that going into it was like, okay, that makes more sense why she looks like Linda Blair, and yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's you, super bizarre. Do you agree with the statement there are no new ideas in Hollywood? There never was. They were coming from novels when they first started things in other plays. Well, there's been no new ideas, and I mean, there's like you go all times. Buster Keaton was all over. Man, all these movies. <laughs> movies seem like they're the same thing over and over. But people and don't over. complain when people like put new productions of like Macbeth on. I the know. Theater. Like I it, know. It's just, don't you can do the same thing in a good or better way. Like it's not always as long to as turn not, your nose up at it. As long as you're trying to do it in a, a new and interesting way, as mm-hmm. long as, as long as it's not like the psycho remake, yeah, you know, where it's was, just like, it's a, it's a shot for shot remake. Well, then right. why bother? Yeah. But when you do different things like and with, done badly. Yeah. yeah. yeah like but you, when you do different things, like with, uh, like the, the fly or yeah. like Dawn mm-hmm. of the dead, mm-hmm. like, okay. You invasion of the, the body snatchers. When yeah. They did the seventies. Yeah. That, like, that that's was been great. made three different times and they're all yeah. really oh, good. I like the first one, black and white. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great, but you yeah. can watch, you can have that in the seventies one together and be fine. Yeah. yeah. So you just take the, the core idea and just go in a different direction with it. Then, Good, great, and that's what some stage productions do. Some of it's like, all right, you're being weird for weird's sake, but sometimes it really pays off. Because mm-hmm. every time someone likes, oh, remix, blah blah, I'm always like, okay, did you like, did you like the fly? And they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, did you like the thing? Well, yeah. But those are, I'm like, no, 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 no. There, for, there's as many bad original movies as there probably are remakes. Like it's just, I'm not like Aaron Newer, who guests on this show. I'm not going to steal this quote from him. He says. I'm not against remakes. I'm just against bad movies. Well, that's Perfect that's fair. Say. That's and a I'm fair always, statement. I'm always open to different interpretations. Like I was in New York one time and I saw like a Jesus Christ superstar done in the style of the Matrix, which is really interesting. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Like, that's someone putting their own flavor on something I that's s- been done. I time. saw yeah. this <laughs> this like college production that was called Return to the Forbidden Planet, and it was a, a stage musical. Uh, performed in Shakespearean English about, you know, but it was a sci-fi movie from like the 50s. Like what a bizarre concept, (laughs) but it worked. It was a lot of fun. It was entertaining. Yeah, like I said, and it was a college production, but I loved it. It was fantastic. All right, awesome. All right. right. I I get to say the word cavalcade. That's what we left that party with. Uh, We have not given up that word. That was our favorite (laughs) moment of the night. (laughs) Tiff and her friend, who I never can remember her name either, all night long, Cavalcade, I love that word. Cavalcade, we need to use that. Where can we use cavalcade? 